November 13th, 2023, and there is still a genocide being committed in Palestine. That's still happening. Let's also talk about Congo and Sudan. So just want to keep that top of mind for everybody because I know it's very easy to be like, oh, I'm just tired of talking about it. Thanksgiving is coming. No, not on my watch. Not on my watch. It is also World Kindness Week. Okay, it's not even World Kindness Day. It's World Kindness Week. So you know what that means. We got to be kind and humane. Ceasefire in Gaza, anybody? Anybody? Uh, Coming up on the show today, the Congressional Black Caucus and the Biden-Harris administration are divided about uh, the, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to call it the Israel-Hamas conflict anymore because it's not, that's not what it is. It is the genocide of of Gaza. And we're going to get into that. Um, Also, we got to get into Kiki Palmer who is not kikiing with her son's father. A judge has granted her temporary sole custody of their son. I'm going to get into it. Um, it is also almost Thanksgiving, And our group chat topic of the week is right on time because we're going to be talking about bringing your boo home for the holidays. What are some things to warn them about before they meet your family? And I want y'all to call in. And let us know any things that you have had to warn Abu about before they met your family. Also, our homeschooling is increasing in the United States. I wonder why. Well, I actually, I, I do know why. So I'm going to talk about that. And um, Mario Lopez says he coats, which is for work. Which, by the way, I'm just like, from what? Because, <laughs> like, I don't... <sighs> I don't know Mario Lopez to be anything other than does he code switch from AC Slater to Mario Lopez? Like, like does he like I don't know. So we're gonna talk about the code switching. We're gonna do a little game with the team here at the Amanda Seals show, and we're gonna get into that. Uh so we'll be right back. Stay connected with us 24-7s on socials at Seal Said It. Give us a call at 1855 Amanda 8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Our phone lines are always open. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn right here on the Amanda Seals show. Seals, it's time for some blackurate news. Let's dive in like Greg Louganis. Okay, <laughs> according, <laughs> I pulled that one right out. According to a new report by the Washington Post, homeschooling is now the fastest growing form of education in the United States. The rates in the U.S. have increased among all races and ethnicities during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and it appears to be here to stay. But there's okay. a wide variety of reasons why families are choosing to try homeschooling and stick with it. And these reasons range from political, religious reasons, avoiding unsafe situations. But what I want to talk about is the black families. Okay. 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 Um, the black families say they have turned to homeschooling in order to keep their kids away from the school to prison pipeline. Now, we <laughs> actually talked about the prison pipeline on my podcast, mm-hmm. Small Doses, recently with our host, Oleyemi Oluren. Um, but the school to prison pipeline, for those who don't know, is basically just this setup within our school system that 
informs how people are like kind of put through the school system and spit out right. of it. Now, right. in a very wildly ridiculous uh, setup, privatized prisons determine how they're going to build based on third grade test scores. So the, the idea is that third grade reading scores determine someone's, um, they determine a child's basic like capabilities. Mm-hmm. And then that oftentimes is how they are tracked through school, like the type of programs they're put in, mm-hmm. um, the types of classes, you know, whether they're put in remedial classes, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And the, the concept is that if you can't read well, then you have a good chance of ending up in crime because mm-hmm. you don't have the skill set to end up in, you know, a regular job or in the private sector, et cetera. And so like place like like pr- pr- prison companies like Whack and Hut. Like they literally build based on this. So <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> um, and so when we see like black families, like getting more in, getting more informed about this, they're also taking action. So families of uh, black, of black parents are saying, you know, there's also the reality to like, be able to meet your child at his or her level for each individual subject. And also, mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing that they are taking actual history out of schools they're taking books out of schools so the quality of education just isn't the same anymore now i will tell you this though my mom could not have homeschooled me really no she don't have no patience (laughs) and she don't know fractions like parent across the diaspora (laughs) right if johnny has two apples You know, my mother would have lost her mind. She would have lost her mind. Oh, my God, mans, mans, please, please pay attention. That's what would have happened. So I really just feel like the thing about homeschooling is I also want to make sure, though, that people are knowing their own capabilities. Talk about it. You know, we love to see it. We love to see it. But the other question is, why should black people care? Well, a, because getting an education is too expensive for it to be mid. Um, I mean, you can literally get a mid education at home. <laughs> and B, you got to know yourself and your child. Like everybody cannot homeschool. So you need to know if you have that capacity to do that. And you need to know if your child needs to be in an education system or if they can do it at home. You know, know the answer. I'm going to add a C to why should black people care? Because the more and more that they take blackness out of the education space, you mm. need to be conscious of your home being a space putting blackness back in. Amen. Mm. All right. Have you been homeschooled? Are you homeschooling your child? Is your if you are homeschooling your child, are you the teacher? Is someone else? Like help us understand. 1855 Amanda 8 1855-262-6328. You know what the other weird part of this too is? Where's our tax money going? We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. Just a side note, we were just talking about in the last break homeschooling. You know, if you have a house, your property taxes go to the schools. Right. So it's kind of trippy to think that our property taxes are going to the schools, but the schools are going to the shitter. So <laughs> that's that's that new man. That's right there. <laughs> one plus one. Equals negative fifty five, like negative fifty eleven. All right. Well, um, some new math that I did not know was that Mario Lopez is apparently code switching. Mm. Apparently, Mario Lopez has a hood voice. <laughs> I have to hear it. 
<laughs> I have to hear it. AC Slater? I mean, AC Slater does seem like somebody who would have a hood voice, but let me just hear it. Let me just hear it. Okay, we're at Mariscos, El Bigotón. Got my friend Funes right here. We got some classics. Ceviche de camarón con mayonesa. I like it with mayonnaise. This is basically a shrimp tostada. I like the salty, kind of sweet combo right there. Then we've got a cocktail de camarón right here. Ooh. Okay, so he was just speaking Spanish. <laughs> I hate y'all. Like, people are like, he's code switching. No, that's another language, actually. That's what he was doing. He Did y'all want him to speak Spanish like a white man? Did y'all want well, him to say, this is a quesadilla? Apparently, people didn't even realize. No, he was like Mexican, apparently, because of this. Let me tell you about no. white people. Let no. me tell you about white people. It's like when white people could not believe that Beyonce was black until she did formation at, at the Super Bowl. And they were like, oh, what is this witchcraft? He is obviously Mexican, or at least not white. But He's he wasn't obviously not white again. He wasn't speaking Spanish though. He was speaking. He, it was his accent. He was speaking in English. No, but that was Espanol. <laughs> Spanglish. That was a whole bunch of Spanish. Like he was talking about Spanish items. Like he just wasn't speaking Spanish like a white person. Like he wasn't like chicharron. It was like chicharron. Like he was rolling and enyeing, and then in the middle of it, he'd be like, "Yo, I really like this." I True. just didn't feel like his, I really like this. It wasn't like he was like, yo, I love this chicharron, yo, this is crazy. Like, I mean, <laughs> people are wild. <laughs> so, okay, anyways, he had this to add to it. Uh, I was born in Chula Vista, border town right there in Tijuana. My parents are from Culiacan, Sinaloa. And I think it's because I've been doing these food videos on social with my homies. And um, it's a lot of Mexican food, a lot of mariscos. I love to eat. And, you know, I'm talking, I'm saying foo and homes and a lot of like slang and just kind of being yourself. And I can't be like that on Access Hollywood or my okay, radio show. <laughs> I'm trying to cash these checks. I can't be sounding all hood like that. I gotta, I gotta keep it a little more polished and, and buttoned up. Yeah! Hood. Okay, I, I hear it hood. now. He said hood. I could hear the flannel buttoned at the neck. Yeah. Like I heard it. <laughs> I heard the Dickies. Wow. <laughs> He's an essay, Holmes. Like, that was straight. Like, yo, Holmes. Caron, B. Like, wow. <laughs> also, he's from Sinaloa. I don't know if y'all know about Sinaloa, but Sinaloa is a border town that is, like, super dangerous and, like, just infested yeah. with drugs and narcos. And, yeah, like, I mean... Anybody who's watched like Narcos Mexico, like Sinaloa is like a situation. It's a situation, Oa. Okay. Hola, Vato. Como estas? <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, um, okay. We, we, we're going to do 60 second headlines, but then when we come back after that, we are going to do a code switching, a code switching contest <laughs> because okay. I want to see if y'all can code switch because let me tell you, I got threatened all my life to get beat up for sounding white. So if I don't win this, <laughs> none of it was worth it. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal show. It's Amanda Seals here. And we are going to get into a 60-second headlines with Jeremiah Like the Bible. All right. First up, Donald Trump Jr. will be the first defense witness called to the civil fraud trial against former President Donald Trump, his father. Today, the New York Attorney General's office rested its case last week. Nice. I mean, I think that this is going to be a really great show that Ryan Murphy will produce one day. So, 
we also just know that this man should not be in office. Yes. Also, congratulations are due to Yusuf Salam of the Exonerated Five, who was elected to represent Harlem on the New York City Council. Listen, if this ain't the, the comeback come up, <laughs> like, k- kudos to a black man. Yes. <laughs> The Recording Academy revealed their full list of nominations for the 67th Annual Grammy Awards, and SZA led the pack with nine nominations, Amanda. Nine? Wow. Okay, sis. Get it in. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see this. And lastly, the fallout from the Montgomery Riverboat Brawl continues as the co-captain of the Vestas, <sighs> who was attacked by the unruly voters, has now been charged with third-degree assault. This is so white people whiting. Uh, to be safe, no folding chairs will be allowed in the courtroom. However, <laughs> we should definitely be wearing them as our earrings. Okay. Well, those are your 60 second headlines. So keep it locked right here. The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, and it is time for a fun game of code switching. Okay, so I don't know if y'all know this, but Mario Lopez from Entertainment Tonight, who is also, of course, a legend off of um, Saved by the Bell, AC Slater for Life, he has started doing these, like, food videos. And in the food videos, he's, like, with his homies, and he's saying things in the prop... Like, he's doing a lot of, like, Mexican foods, so he's saying the proper terms, but he's also, like just chilling with his homies. So he's using words like, what's up, fool, and L-S-A, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of people are shocked because they're like, wait a minute, we've never heard you talk like this. So this is an example of code switching. Now, I got to tell you, I've only heard like black people code switching. So I had never, right. I had never heard of like a Latinx, you know, code switching. And he's from Sinaloa, which is um, a town in Mexico. It's like where it, like El Chapo is from. Okay, like, or that's where he like runs the cartel from. So yeah, like he's not from no like, so he was like, yeah, I can't talk like I'm from the hood, y'all. Cause I guess he's really like from the hood. But you know, we here at the Amanda Seal Show, we've lived a lot of lives and uh, we've had to diversify our linguistics for our different various mm-hmm. spaces. So we're going to play a little game of code switching here. Now what Rita has prepared for us is, a, is an order um, for a pizza and we want to go through each team member here at the Amanda Seal Show and see who has the best code switching voice. Now, I can tell you now that TJ thinks that she has the best code switching voice. Um, <laughs> but we're going to see. We're going to see. All right. So let, let's let's start with Jeremiah Like the Bible, who I'm sure has the worst code switching voice. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? All right. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeremiah. I'd like to order a large supreme pizza loaded with the most organic. Sounds the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna let you finish. Wait. Oh my god. Because I don't post with you. You know what like, he I thought? Literally... He thought if he just like raised the pitch, <laughs> it would be different. Hi. I I this is Jeremiah. <laughs> I'm saying. Y'all, y'all, hey Laura. Y'all got, y'all got me. All the right. supreme is no better, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't cold switch. said, I know myself. I don't cold switch. I live yeah. as me in every space I'm in. Yeah. Okay, Rodney, let's hear what you have to say. <clears throat> Here we go. Hi, this is Rodney. I'd like to order a large Supreme pizza loaded with your most organic topics. Hold the dairy and gluten, please. And for my beverage, a large grape Kool-Aid. Rather, a large red Kool-Aid with precisely crushed ice and your signature oatmeal raisin cookie. What else y'all want? I mean, honestly, that was really 
<laughs> okay, Supreme. <laughs> that was that was giving like, sorry to really, bother you. Really, really <laughs> good. Yeah. Have y'all seen that movie Sorry to Bother You? That's yeah, you that said. was like very. I'm like literally like quiet. Like I'm very. Voiceover classes before. You got to do that in the voiceover <laughs> classes. That was super impressive. Okay, TJ of Wisconsin. You know I don't even want to go, but okay. Because <laughs> it's gonna sound like me. Okay. Hi, this is TJ. I like to order a large Supreme pizza loaded with your most organic toppings. Hold the dairy and gluten, please. And for my beverage, a large grape Kool-Aid. No, rather a large red Kool-Aid with precisely crushed ice and your signature oatmeal cookie. That was very precise. <laughs> that was very, 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 very precise. Okay. You got okay. to what y'all want, though. You needed to what y'all want in the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rita. I want to hear Rita. All right. All right. <clears throat> All right. This is not fair because I did 11 years of public radio, but here we go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the black Terry Gross. Like, okay, don't play. <laughs> Hi, this is Sharita. I'd like to order a large Supreme pizza loaded with your most organic toppings. Hold the dairy and gluten, please. And for my beverage, a large grape Kool-Aid, rather a large red Kool-Aid with precisely crushed ice and your signature oatmeal raisin cookie. What else y'all want? No, yes, I'm, that's all. I'm giving, no, I'm giving. I'm giving it to Supreme and TJ. I'm giving it to Supreme and TJ. You was coaching for 11 years, and I feel like it's it's switched. You sound exactly the same. Come on now. Okay, let's see if I can do it. Let's see if I can do it. Let's do it. Take it home. (laughs) Hi. Hi, this is Karen. I'd like to order a large Supreme pizza loaded with your most organic toppings. Hold the dairy and gluten, please. (laughs) And for my Bev, a large grape Kool-Aid, rather a large red Kool-Aid with precisely crushed ice and your signature oatmeal raisin cookie. You sound like Bob. Okay. Don't you know? (laughs) Okay. Don't you know? Okay. Go switch. Go switch. Damn, it was a laugh for me. Good at this. It was a Karen laugh for me. <laughs> the little, the giggle to myself for no reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> white how how really. good are y'all at the code switching? Hit us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. Show us your code switching voice. Call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Amanda Seals. Happy birthday if you're celebrating your birthday today. Happy birthday to the great legendary Whoopi Goldberg. Also, happy birthday to Jimmy Kimmel. Mm. Also, happy birthday to Meta World Peace. At least someone has world peace. Actually, I've met Ron Artest. I don't know that he's has it. I don't know that he has like internal world peace. I feel like that's why he named himself that. So it's like, I can be it if I believe it. You know what I'm saying? Every time I would see Ron Artest out when I lived in New York, like he would 
Like I would see him at SOBs, which is like a performance venue. And he would Mm -hmm. at least three times he's come up in my ear and just started rapping. What? Just what is like with the basketball players in the rap. <laughs> just literally like, yeah. So I'd be like, that was great. Do you have like a record label we don't know about? He's trying to get started. <laughs> you know what is funny? So my homegirl hit me today because I had sent her the screener for uh, my documentary in Amanda We Trust. And she was like, oh my gosh, me and my husband, we watched it. It was incredible. It was really well done. So tell me about Smart Funny Black Productions. Like who's on the staff? And I was like, Smart Funny and Black Productions was like three people. She was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, she was like, but the... But the crew had such a long list. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you hire people. You hire people. Right, she was right, like, I right. thought you were running a whole factory over there. It's like, no, ma'am. I'm in an office <laughs> in my house. I'm in an office in my house on Zoom. That's what's happening. Well, what's happening here in this hour on Black Era News is uh, we got to talk about Ohio Republicans. I, I swear to God, Ohio, if y'all let this stand, then you deserve whatever's coming at you. Mm. That's how I got to come at y'all. Because I think people are just, I want to just make sure that people do not take what happened and become apathetic. They need to become um, enraged. Or if we can find an A word for enraged. Can we look that up? I need us in A rate for enraged. Yeah, like instead of apathetic, they need to become like aggressive. Aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Because Ohio Republicans say that they will not accept the election results continuing and they're going to continue to enforce abortion bans even though the state voted against it they voted to codify voting they sorry they voted to codify abortion protections i'm so bothered by this i can't even read we're also going to kick off our group chat topic of the week okay so this week our group chat topic is about bringing your boo home for the holidays are there any tips or tricks or heads upses that you've had to provide a boo before they were brought home for the holidays. Let us know. We want to know the stories. We're going to share ours too. Call me up 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you have to tell them like, okay, so don't eat Aunt Gerda's grits. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, only take one serving of the greens. Everybody is going to fight you if you go get to, you know what I'm saying? Like these types of things. Right. You know, right. don't wear a mini skirt. Don't wear a mini skirt. We're 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 a Christian home. We're a Christian home. You know what I'm saying? And it's always a veteran know. too. Like a veteran, you like don't light a candle around him. It'll take him back to when he was at war. <laughs> That's not funny, but I laugh. It's not. Um, Happy veteran. It was Veterans Day this weekend. Actually, you can say that though. You a veteran. You said you That's can say right. That. I can say it. I got veteran well, friends. You know? But can I laugh? Yeah, you know. We'll, we'll I mean, find you're out better, later. But you're also a comic, so I have to I laugh like, just to serve the role of comic, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm yes. there. I was supporting a veteran. Ha ha! That's what I was doing <laughs> with my laugh. Happy right Veterans on. Day. Thank you for your services. No doubt. We also have the Big Up Let Down, which involves Kiki Palmer's baby daddy and uh, some teeth. So we'll get into that. Okay. Well, I want to hear from you guys. Hit me up with your things that you learned this week. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Also, tell us some things that you're thankful for. Um, 1-855-AMANDA-8. Uh, I am thankful for everybody who is using the internet to uplift the voices of the people of Sudan, of uh, the Congo, of Palestine. You know, I think for a long time, I looked at the internet and, and social media as a really frustrating, annoying place of idiocy. And in the last six weeks, it really has been an incredible place of curiosity, intellectually, and, you know, of just interactions with people that I never would have known and met. And uh, that's really just a, a beautiful thing coming out of a horrible, terrible situation. Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. We'll be right back. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seals Show. Hey, hey. 
Kelsey and Amanda Seal Show. It's time for some Black Urit news. Ohio, O H I O, are you paying attention? Okay. Ohioans overwhelmingly, not even like marginally, overwhelmingly chose to enshrine abortion protections in the state constitution earlier this week. Shout out to everybody who went out and voted. On Friday, however, the state GOP, the Republicans, unveiled a new tactic, which is stopping the courts from allowing the new amendment to take place. Mm. Basically, the Ohio Republicans don't want their courts to repeal the restrictions that they have put in place. They want Mm -hmm. the GOP controlled state legislature to decide whether to repeal the restrictions. So you see the switcheroo Mm -hmm. that they've done here. The people have already voted that they don't want the restrictions. And now they're saying that there needs to be some other internal vote Mm -hmm. in their GOP led uh, house to determine whether or not the restrictions will be repealed. This is preposterous as Ohio voters. You should be absolutely floored. And you really should be in these streets, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't the first time, though. In August, Ohio Republicans tried to raise the threshold for constitutional amendments to a 60% vote instead of just a simple majority. In Kansas, despite residents voting overwhelmingly in August 2022 to keep abortion rights in the state constitution, the state Mm -hmm. legislature is still, to this day, to this day, trying to pass laws that would restrict abortion access. In Wisconsin, after voter, why did I say it like that? Like Bobby's world. In Wisconsin, Bobby, after voters elected a state Supreme Court judge in large part because of her unspoken support for abortion access, the Republicans mm-hmm. tried to impeach her. So what we're seeing from the Republicans is this is real fascism, like in a very real and actualized way. And I want to make sure that people Mm -hmm. understand what I mean when I say fascism. And by fascism, I mean, there is no response by the legislation to the will of the voters. So I say all that to say that Kansas, Wisconsin, Ohio, you all still have to fight for your rights. And that's what I think a lot of folks have forgotten about this country. The only reason we have the rights we have, you hear a lot I'm talking, the only reason we have the rights we have is because people have fought for it. They have demanded Mm -hmm. it and they have continued Mm -hmm. to do so. And when I say people, I mean everybody, the Mm -hmm. blacks, the whites. And, you know, Mm -hmm. for a long time, that was the only people fighting. That was the only people really here. Well, now we got all other flavors in the mix to get uh-huh. in the business. I better see the Asians out there, the Indians. I want to see everybody. The only people that don't have to fight are Native Americans. Because I, I just feel like y'all get a forever day off. Okay? <laughs> all right. Anyways, it. I want to see that. What's the saying? Don't be apathetic. Get apoplectic. Well, why should black people care? But why do black people care? Because if we're going to be in a fascist dictatorship, then they should just say that. Instead of being apathetic, we need to be apoplectic. That's why black people should care. Because we will lose our rights if we don't fight for them. Y'all really don't play with your rights, y'all. Please. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it's time to kick off our group chat topic of the week. So Thanksgiving is next week. The holiday season is almost here. Many people will be going home for the holidays and taking their booski, their Boonopolis, okay? (laughs) But before you take Bay home for the holiday, what Mm -hmm. are some things that you have to warn them about 
first. Like, are there certain conversation topics that you stay away from? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, are there certain people that they need to say that they should stay away from? Does somebody have a particular chair that is their chair that you should not sit in? You know, these are the kind of nuances, right? That happen when you go to somebody's house for the holidays. So let's go around the crew right here. Do y'all have any that you have had to warn people about in the past or in the present? I mean, I always tell people like, my family's a little bit rowdy. I, I think for whatever reason, people had people don't associate me with my family. I think they, they, it's so different, and I don't. I didn't think it was that different to my my friend at my family one time. They were like, "Oh, Jeremiah, you're like this. Is not how I imagine your family to be. It's a lot going on. So if you're like very like shy or very kind of like conservative, like, not even introvert, like conservative, more like upside. I don't think you want to come oh. to the, the family function. It's a lot okay. going on. A lot going on. <laughs> okay. I have I have, is, I have a thing that wait I have a thing that Jeremiah needs to tell people when they come to your house. A lot of seats. There's going to be a lot of seats. <laughs> His mama got seat. so many chairs in this house, y'all. <laughs> no facts. <laughs> like, I will there say, is though, no shortage of seating. As rowdy as it is, though, because because Amanda didn't get to meet like my brothers and stuff, but like my my there's like a a warmthness and like a inviting energy. Ah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's that's it's what a lot the seats give. On. The seats yeah. give sit sit a, sit a while, sit a spell. As somebody who loves a chair, I love a chair. Let me tell y'all, <laughs> I respect it. All right, who else? What y'all got? Can I go next? Go ahead. Yeah. It's not enough chairs. You're gonna have to stand up. <laughs> go in the living room. You might have to go somewhere else. It's not enough chairs at the kitchen table. It's only four. It's a four Ooh. seater. <laughs> wow. Four Why are y'all inviting people over and you only have four only chairs? A four seater. <laughs> you gotta bring y'all better go to Montgomery and bring some folding chairs in. <laughs> Import some folding chairs in from Alabama. <laughs> What I would have to say is, it's going to be loud. The music is loud. The talking is loud. We're going to play board games, and you better play. And don't be a poor sport, because my family like the, we call it rib on each other. So mm. somebody's going to say something that okay. might piss you off. So go along with it. But one of the rules I don't want no in my house is um, <clears throat> you don't question God. Like, there are no religious conversations where Jesus oh. is not king. Cause my granny ain't going. She ain't going. She don't want to hear no alternatives. <laughs> I really feel like I, you know, because I'm from the Caribbean, we never celebrated Thanksgiving. So I was always going to somebody else's house for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And I went to a home, I went to a boyfriend's house for Thanksgiving and I didn't realize that there was like a kid's table and then like a mid table and then like a grown-ups <laughs> table. I didn't realize that we couldn't sit at the grown-ups table until like the grown-ups had finished eating. Like it was, like, there were so many rules, like, then it was like after we ate, we went in the living room. So I'm just sitting with him in the living room and, and other people. And then he was like, the women go in the other room. Wow. <laughs> Child. Wow. I had to go to the other room because it was the men's time. Okay. The men's was was having men's time. So I had to go in the other room. That was a whole other thing that I really was just like, what is this? <laughs> like, Then even in that room, the rule was only moms, only mothers could sit in chairs. Oh, wow. That's a lot of So rules. if you wasn't Wait, a mother- expecting mothers? Like expecting or like actual, like mothers, like you, you, oh. you, you, you could sit in the chair. If you weren't there yet, then you had to sit on the ground. I was like, Okay, let's do that. So that so rest in peace, Dion. I will never forget that Thanksgiving till the day I die. Okay, and when I see you up there, I'm gonna still be like, why did you not tell me none of that when we went? <laughs> 
So don't do that to any of your people, y'all. Let them know. one 855 amanda We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seals Show. Big Up, Big Up, Letdown. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals here, and it is time for us to get into a Big Up Letdown. Big Up, Big Up. Okay, so today's big up. Um, let me preface by saying after some disturbing details about Kiki Palmer's relationship with Darius Jackson have come to light, her mother got on social media to call out Darius's brother, Sarunas Jackson. Let's take a listen. The ridiculous stuff that he's posted when he knew his brother was abusive. I went to Sharonis over a year ago and told him that his brother was abusive to my daughter and he said, uh, well, I used to be like that too. What? So now he's posting on Twitter like he's this uh, special guy. We know he's the biggest boy in Hollywood. He's disrespectful to women, just like his little brother. He taught his brother how to be abusive. So he don't get to act like he's this special guy. No, you're a boy and you're a part of the problem. Now, this was the first time that we've ever heard from Kiki Palmer's mother, but this is not the first time that we have heard that Sarunas Jackson and his brother Darius Jackson are cornball ass. Who else said that? I noticed that a lot of people simply don't know how to identify harm. Okay. Like so many people just were like, I don't see why y'all making a big deal about this. He didn't do anything wrong. Why? How did he not do anything wrong? He literally publicly shamed his 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 baby mama. No, girlfriend. his girlfriend. Yeah. His girlfriend. Partner. That's the thing. You're in a relationship. Right. That was not a red flag. That was a scorching, hot, flaming flag. I've seen a lot of people say to me, like, Amanda, you've been vindicated. Because when I said this comment, it went all mm-hmm. over the internet and people were like, oh my gosh, Amanda is so miserable. She always putting her mouth in about somebody, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what, what y'all don't understand is that I am not in the peanut gallery. I am in Hollywood. I'm here mm-hmm. with these people. And let me just also say, because I'm on my show, that <laughs> when the people at Insecure found out about him impregnating that young lady, Dominique, and he was not mm-hmm. trying to claim the baby. Everybody was talking about this man behind his back. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about this man behind his back. But you know that I don't really rock with nobody over there. So I wasn't talking to nobody about it. But I was mm-hmm. hearing all about it. That's not true. I rock with some people over there. <laughs> but the people that were talking about it, I don't rock with them. And they were just, you know, it's like really into it. And I just don't like that type of behavior. So I came to him, even though I didn't rock with him and said, I just want you to know people are talking about you behind your back about this. Mm -hmm. And they're smiling in your face, but they really hitting you with the OJs behind your back. And I just think that you should do one of two things. If this is a scenario that you have not decided to like step into because you don't want to claim your child, I hope that you make a decision to change that because as someone Mm -hmm. who has a deadbeat dad, like it's going to, it's really is going to affect them in a real way. And I said, but two, if you have claimed this child, but you just don't want to openly claim this child, just know that this type of behavior will will chase you. So you should be loud and proud about it because your reputation is also being smeared. And he was so appreciative and thankful, et cetera, et cetera. But then came out there trying to smear me like that. So the big up goes to me. The big up goes to me for trying to tell y'all about these fools and y'all get the big up for finally listening. And the, the, the let down is the fact that Kiki Palmer has to live it while we all talk about it. 
We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Last break, the big up let down. We were talking about Kiki Palmer and just her whole situation. And, you know, we had talked a lot, so I didn't get to like really wrap up my thoughts, but I just want to send my love to Kiki. Mm-hmm. And I just want to send my love to everybody who feels like they are trapped in a relationship mm-hmm. of abuse and a cycle of abuse that they can't get out of. Um, especially when there's children involved. I know that mm-hmm. it is it is incredibly frustrating and, and there's so much in the world that tells you that you need to stay in that scenario for the family, for the kids, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but... I've also seen so many people say that if they could do it all over again, they would have gotten out of the scenario to be a healthy parent versus Mm -hmm. trying to pretend to be a healthy family. Mm -hmm. And so if you know someone in this scenario, you know, offer them support, not judgment, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, help them, help them, you know, be, be an ear for them to talk about what's going on because sometimes you need to say it out loud to actually hear how wild it is and to get it out Mm -hmm. of your head. Mm-hmm. So as somebody who just got out of like a very emotional and verbally abusive relationship, like it was my friends letting me talk and like really express what was going on and then holding me accountable. Mm. It was my friends saying, OK, now that you said all this. Right. What are you going to do? Right. And doing that with love mm-hmm. that got me to love myself the way I deserve to be. So we got to send all of our love to Kiki and her and her son. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and let's hope for the case of the Jackson brothers that they take this public um, score, score, this this public scorning um, to heart and get the help that they need mm-hmm. to transform their lives mm-hmm. and become the brothers and the fathers that they need to be for the children that they have made and to the women that they have partnered with. Amen. We was going to take a call, but I'm just leave y'all with that. All right. We're going to be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this up. We shine. show i'm amanda seals did you know that it's that it's international fraud awareness week that's why no, kiki mama had to come out that's why kiki mama had to come out y'all please she said it's international fraud awareness week and these cats is out here playing y'all in y'all face Not the ring the alarm mm, mm, mm. But no, for real though, like warn your grandparents because the scammers are out here. I almost got scammed earlier this year by like one of them robocall type of things. Yes, the scammers are out here. And you know who else is scamming? The American government. Mm. They're scamming us. Yes. Fraudulent politicians. All all out here like, did y'all even know that America was so closely embroiled with Israel in like a legislative way? In a in a in an economical way, I didn't know. Mm-mm. I didn't know. I feel scammed, yo. You got potential lovers scamming y'all. <laughs> one trick I will tell you, though. One trick I will tell you is um, 
just don't let nobody have your heart for a minimum of three months. Like according to like psychology studies, they say like no one can really fake it longer than three months. And so like during that three months, like, you know, you you can still be receptive, but you mm-hmm. should be very keen eyed, you know, just like very keen eyed and and looking for things because they say that. And this is true. Like, I'm sure all of us have been in this. If you think back, once things end and you think mm-hmm. back, you like, yeah, that did. That did, I did see that in the beginning. I did. <laughs> I saw a little inkling of that. I saw a little inkling of that. Um, well, I saw a little inkling in New York this week. So I'm going to share with y'all my little trip. All right. So we're going to get into that because it was a time. Also, in Black Year News, the Congressional Black Caucus is divided over the Biden-Harris administration's response. That sound I just made is called a stups, okay? And in Grenada, it means polyass. That's what it means. Um, They are divided over the Biden-Harris administration's response to the genocide happening in Palestine. I just want to say this real quick. When I was on CNN one time to like talk Mm -hmm. about... um, catcalling. I did not know that there was going to be a debate because I didn't know that there were two sides Mm -hmm. to catcalling. The same way, I just, I didn't know there was two sides to a genocide, but (laughs) who knew? Split. Well, we're going to get into that, talk about my small doses show this week and more. So keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals show. Remember, the show is turned into a podcast every day. So if you miss any episode of the show, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Seals Said It. All right. Follow us on Seals Said It. Keep it locked right here. It's time to listen, laugh and learn at the Amanda Seals show. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it's time to hit you with some black urine news. I got to keep y'all laughing, but I also got to keep y'all informed. So members of the Congressional Black Caucus, which is basically like the blacks in um, <laughs> in Congress and the Senate, and for, for what it's worth, it's made up of majority Democrats. Um, mm-hmm. They are apparently split over calls for a ceasefire in response to the genocide in Palestine. When mm-hmm. asked about a ceasefire... House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries said, of course not. Okay, so first of all, I need to also include the fact that Hakeem Jeffries is heavily supported by Zionist money. He just is. I mean, it's just what it is. Like, he's in New York. He is heavily supported by um, donors that support the Israeli cause. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised that he said that. Um, But I think it's important to understand that we have politicians who are supposed to be public servants. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, as a public servant, you should be representing what your constituency is asking for. So as a public servant, Hakeem Jeffries representing New York, we're Mm -hmm. seeing hundreds of thousands of people marching in New York for Palestine. I mean, I mm-hmm. was in New York the other day and casually ended up at a Palestine protest. <laughs> like a dollar slide, just roll up on me. Just, yeah, just casual. <laughs> so to hear Hakeem Jeffries of New York say, you know, oh, I'm not going to do a ceasefire. It really is indicative of the fact that this is this is a problem. Also, in recent weeks, we saw caucus members like Representative Jamal Bowman, Cori Bush, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, Um, They've all been vocal and demanded that President Biden urge Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to enact a ceasefire to prevent further bloodshed. 
And so the CBC chairman, the Congressional Black Caucus chairman, Stephen Horsford, who is Democrat of Nevada, told the GRIO that the caucus supports Biden in calling for a humanitarian pause. However, in a recent interview with the GRIO, Cori Bush stated that the Biden-Harris administration is enabling the violence in the genocide in Palestine. The, the important thing I want to bring to our attention right here, though, is that these people are supposed to be elected to represent the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, I understand the politics of this and people are, are feeling like, okay, well, I have to do certain things and say certain things to stay in my position. If the right. point of your position is not to reflect the people, then what is the point of you being in that position? Now, something that I learned in my last two years in the business of Hollywood was when I decided to take my attention from trying to get attention from Hollywood and instead gaining the true support of the people, mm-hmm. I realized that I would always actually be supported. There's more like the people than they are the the execs. And in the case of politics, right. it is them in their little bubble trying to stay in power. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, I truly believe this. I really, really believe this. We as an American like government have become so overrun with money that it is no longer functioning as a democracy, like at all. Right. However, if there were more public servants who were actually elected by the will of the people and not because they took money, Mm -hmm. then there would be an actual government functioning that represents the people. And then you would get reelected because you truly represented the people. And in their minds, I feel like they're like, well, it's easier for me to just, you know, represent these corporations and get this money than Mm -hmm. represent the people. And I just I Mm -hmm. have to believe otherwise. And I just look at what's going on and I see people saying, like, I don't know what to believe. And it's like, no, what you don't know what to do is you don't know if you should listen to your heart or your wallet. Like, that's really what Mm -hmm. it is. Okay. why should black people care? Because you're divided about wings and flats. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're divided about sugar or salt and grits. You can't be divided about genocide. Nope. Can't do it. Call me and let me know what you think about this. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. I've got to tell you about my weekend when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and uh, I want to talk about my weekend. I want to talk about my week, Okay. Okay. So I went to uh, New York. I went to New York this week and I I got to see the play Pearly. Pearly Victorious mm. on Broadway. Um, mm-hmm. Now, let me just say, first and foremost, I, I talk about Pearly all the time because I was in Pearly the Musical in high school and I really thought mm-hmm. I was going to see Pearly the Musical. And so like 15 minutes in, I realized I was not here to see a musical. This is actually a play. And when I tell you, I was mad about it for the duration of the play. <laughs> Wait, so it's not a musical? No, Umbrella. it's the play version. Uh-huh. Now, the interesting part about this is that the play written by Ossie Davis has never mm-hmm. been product- produced again since it was originally produced on Broadway, I think in 1961. And part of the, es- and the estate rules are that you cannot change any of the language of the uh, play. Yeah, so that was interesting because, you know, it's, I mean, it's it's like, okay, how do we keep it from being dated? How do we keep it fresh? Uh-huh. But they did a really great job. Um, you know, shout out to Carrie Young, who uh, played um, Luda Bale. She really killed it. And Leslie Odom was good. 
uh, the, but the brother who played Gitlo really turned it up and really had a lo- bunch of lines. And then at one point at the end of the play, he has to set up a room and he has to set up with a, with a folding chair. And y'all, why he came out and was like imaginary beating the audience with the folding chair. We was like, my God, <laughs> <laughs> I love black people, y'all. It was, it was really dope. It was really dope. And at the end of the show, we had a talk back um, and I was there with Professor Kimberly Crenshaw, who, you know, is the creator of critical race theory and the concept mm-hmm. of intersectionality. Mm-hmm. And so she had invited me to join her in the in the in the talk back. Uh, I didn't get to really talk back. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, they asked me like two questions and then like the cast came out and then they started answering questions. So I didn't really get to talk back. Uh, then like the next day I was in New York and I got to go. I went to Nordstrom. I always go to Nordstrom. <laughs> Because they have a particular Nordstrom in, in, in the city that I love. And the sister crossed the room to come talk to me. And she was an older sister. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know, I'm a big fan. Like, I just love your work, et cetera, et cetera. I don't agree with everything. But, you know, I agree with most things. And I was like, well, I'm mm-hmm. curious what you don't agree with. And then she was like, well, it's not that I don't agree. It's like some things I'm just like on the fence about. And I was like, like what? And she was like, well, you know, like Israel Palestine. And I said, well, now, nah, hold on now. Why did this go in there? Ain't no fences <laughs> for that. And so in the middle of the clothes racks, I brought her up to speed. I brought her up to speed. And, uh, you know, and I said, I encourage, I hope that you leave this conversation with with more information and a a clearer understanding of the actual dynamics of the situation and that there are no Mm -hmm. two sides. Then I left there and I ended up strolling and I saw the the autumn leaves in Central Park. And I said, you know what, let me go take them in because we don't have seasons in L.A. And so I went and I took in the autumn leaves and then I was taking pictures and, and video with my camera and I have like a strap on my camera that's a uh, it has like a bracelet like with from Kenya and then this brother was standing there with his dog and he was like why do you have a Kenya bracelet that's what I love about New York y'all people will just talk to you <laughs> and I said oh because I just went to Kenya and he's like that is my country I am from Kenya and so then we started talking and he was telling me about his daughters and how he lives in this neighborhood and so his daughters go to these rich ass schools with all these like you know, highfalutin white families. And he was like, you know, my mm-hmm. daughters are on scholarship. They can't play. But he was like, these kids be in there playing. He said, my daughter's friend, she got a trip to France just for filling out a college application. She didn't even what? get in. <laughs> wow. And I got some girls going on. And then we, while we were talking, he was like, oh, you hear that? And I was like, what? And he was like, oh, it's a protest. And y'all, I walked over two minute walk, full on Palestine protest. Well. And so I stood there and I raised my voice and, you know, shout out to everybody who showed me love in the crowd. And um, it was just a real New York night. And then I went and saw Jaja's African hair braiding. That was a fun time. And I mean, I, I could go on forever. Literally, these were two days that felt like three weeks. But New York, I appreciate you always showing me love. And um, and uh, I, I appreciate all of y'all who, when you see me in the streets, you, 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 you show me love and you also don't force me to take pictures. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. So I have a podcast called Small Doses. Mm-hmm. This week's episode, we had um, Tay Diggs joining us for side effects of growth. Let's take a listen. It's very common for people to be at their lowest before they have a realization. Yeah. Very, very common. So I'm at my lowest. I'm in between gigs. And I had been a fan of the show called um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes. At my lowest after my divorce, uh, my agent called and said that they they wanted to give me the role. 
on Broadway after Offer Only. <laughs> Which that was good. <laughs> Because I was broken down, like spiritually, I knew just say yes. This is something that you're going to grow from. Mm. Just say yes. So I said, yep. And if I call back, don't pick up because I might try to say no. And it was so freeing. And it was it's the best work I've ever done. You know what I mean? <gasps> the best work I've ever done. Easily. I mean, look at that. This is a really interesting interview because Tay did not, we didn't have like a topic before we started. And mm -hmm. so we kind of like landed on growth. And um, he just talked about how he had to really like find his way. And one of the things I thought that was very interesting from the interview was him talking about how basically when he was like doing his black thing in the 90s and we were all loving Tay Diggs and all the black movies, right, that he right. was really looking at the white people like, I need to be over there. Interesting. That he felt that that was where the success was. And so he said that, you know, he had not really like lived. He didn't really like live that experience the way the rest of us did. Because I feel like Tay Diggs is a black 90s movie's icon. Like, right. He's yeah. definitely black famous. He's, he's black famous. famous. I mean, let's run it down. Stella, Brown Sugar, The Best Brothers, man. Bus Man. The Wood. The Wood. Oh, yeah. the the wood. wood. Not The Brothers, The Wood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's five. Those are solid. That, that. Yeah. And he was, was over there looking at the white. But that's not a black movie. But I like him at Rent, too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Benny. So it was a really fun interview. Also, like, so Tay is out of his mind. Okay? Like, Tay is out of his mind. And what's not fair is that, like, y'all can't really tell in this interview because his energy transferred to me and I'm the one who seems out of my mind in the interview. <laughs> so... When you watch this interview, you're going to be like, I have never seen her act like this before. I was in full silliness, thespian, like just, I don't even know what, it was literally like energy transference. And at the beginning, he was like, oh, you know, do I have to like, you know, how, how does it work just dynamically? And I was like, oh, I'll match your energy. Yeah. I went, I, I like put together a super cut and sent to him. I'm just like, look at how I'm acting around you. <laughs> I mean, even when the clip came on, it sounds like, like he sounds like he's reading like an audiobook. There's like a very like yes, hello Aus austerity. Did. Yes, he's speaking yeah. like this. Yeah, but in reality, he's also dressed in every color of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. So like, even his outfit is just like I'm like, <laughs> I like bit his knee. I bit his knee in the interview. So oh. if you want to watch the interview, you can go to YouTube Amanda Seals TV. Um, and have a very good laugh because you've never seen me act like that and you're going to be like, I didn't even know she was silly like this. Well, it took Tay Diggs to get it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be right back, y'all. Was that, that what she said? I'll think about it. We'll be right back, y'all. We'll go to the phone lines. Keep it locked. See Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. I'm Amanda Seals. And uh, let's look at the phone lines. Who's on his phone? 1-855-AMANDA-8 is the number. That's 1-855-262-6328. Who's on the jack? Hi, Amanda. Hi, Jeremiah. I like the Bible. This is Olivia calling from Jersey. And I'm calling about who can replace Joe Biden because he mm. has got to go. Mm. And my vote is for Newsom. I think I don't I live in California, you. never live in California, but I'm impressed by what he's been doing lately. And I wouldn't mind voting for him or at least to see what he has to say on a larger platform. Thanks mm -hmm. for all that you do. Take care. Thank you, Olivia. I have been a fan of Newsom as well. However, Newsom is another one of these not for ceasefire type people. And I think on a very, 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 very basic level, we just need a viable candidate that's for a ceasefire. Like, honestly, 
Mm-hmm. And at this point, you can't even just be for a ceasefire. You have to be a real candidate that's like, yeah, nah, we can't allow the occupation to continue. Well, yeah, because I'm to your point, a ceasefire is just saying we don't want anyone else to get killed. And I feel like that's the bare minimum. Like, I don't we want that's... anybody to get killed at this point. And then people will say, well, what about the ceasefire that was already in place that Hamas actually like went against? And it's like, okay, but we need to be clear. The ceasefire that was in place was only for Hamas. Mm -hmm. Israel been killing people at will in Gaza and in uh, the West Bank. So what are we talking about? There has to be an actual ceasefire where both parties have to be held accountable. The other part of it, though, is that they've really been aggrandizing like the impact of Hamas on like a military level mm-hmm. and acting as if they have like the capability to create the destruction that they're trying to say they have and they don't. Mm-hmm. And then now there's like intel that's coming out that's showing that the Israeli army actually is doing these things. So it's very difficult for a lot of people to kind of like wrap their heads around what's going on because there's so many lies being spread around mass media but the ultimate reality is that to me, once I see the government lie twice, <laughs> I don't believe nothing you say from that point forward. I'm not I'm not taking nothing you say. They've been saying for weeks, 1,400 people dead, 1,400 people dead. These people committed a Holocaust against us, 1,400 people dead. Hamas killed 1,400 people. And then casually this weekend, they were like, our bad, it's actually 1,200. For, for what it's worth... I, <sighs> I'm sad to say, but the number that they have been saying for Palestinian deaths, I think, is actually a gross inaccuracy in the other direction. You know, they're saying it's only been 10,000. I think they're saying it's only been 10,000 souls lost. And I just think that's that can't be possible. The the way that they are targeting Gaza and, and the and the hospitals, it's it's it has to be more. And the reality is that they can't even do a real count because they can't move the rubble. I watched a video today of a girl like like literally digging herself out the rubble from the rubble. Like while Mm -hmm. the worker is trying to help her out, she's trying to dig herself out. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, by the way, I also want to just add that like I I, for for this up until this point, I've really felt like, you know, if you don't feel comfortable like speaking about this or speaking out against this, then, you know, maybe you're not informed, et cetera, et cetera. But now I just. I don't know how you feel comfortable not speaking out about this. Like, I don't know how you feel comfortable not like stating where you stand. Like this is, this is a big deal and it's going to be a big deal when it comes to this election as well. So I'm curious to see, you know, what surprises we have coming at us. Hopefully something can, can something positive happen? Please call me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We Amanda Seals show. Just so many things happening today. Um, It's time to listen, laugh, and learn, though. We're going to get into the word of the day. All right. Mm. We learned a word earlier today called apoplectic. Okay. Mm -hmm. The word apoplectic means to be really angry, extremely (laughs) indignant. And, you know, I was I was using that in context with the voters in Ohio because they voted to codify abortion protections into the law and the politicians are not responding to them. And I Mm -hmm. don't want people to take this and get apathetic 
I want them to take this and get apoplectic and get in the streets and get on the phones and get on them emails and make these people like harass them. That's what we have to do. That's how you hold your your politicians accountable. You know, you you make sure that they know that you exist and that your voice matters. I saw somebody um, come up to Elizabeth Warren the other day at dinner and ask her, like, why would you not call for a ceasefire? I am Palestinian. Like, my family is there. And people were like, this is not the time. Well, baby, when is the time? What'd she say? Because last, che- last I checked, you don't got office hours. Because, <laughs> um, you know, what happens a lot of times if you go to their offices, they don't even be there. But what did she say? Right. She basically, first of all, she hid from the camera. And then she basically was just like, you know, we are doing everything in our power. Shut up. Stop. Was she supposed to wait till till the check till the check was dropped? Was that would have been would that have been a better time? <laughs> Anywho. That dessert. Uh the word of the day is valorous. I oh, I know that. Word. I know that. I know I that. I love one. this word. Okay, uh, Supreme. What does valorous mean? Um, courage, a hero, like somebody's heroic. That's valiant, ain't it? Oh. Well, both of y'all were close, but you just weren't, you were there, but you just weren't in like the right form of it. So it's someone or something described as valorous is marked by courage or heroism. So um, the lieutenant, so basically the the doctor at Shifa Hospital in Northern Gaza, who when asked, why didn't you leave? Said, because my patients are here. I didn't go to 14 years of postgraduate school to get a medical degree to leave them. Their life is just as important as mine. That physician is valorous. Yeah. I knew it from Call of Duty. So, okay. You know what? Well, there, that's yeah. also a balance, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it from. Where are got we? It, Where got are it. We? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Call of Duty. Yep. All right, so we've got politicians say the darndest things coming up. We also have uh, 60 Second Headlines, The Big Up Let Down. I'll be talking about Kiki Palmer and, uh, you know, just just speaking some words and some life into the situation and reminding y'all that I told you. So we'll be right back. So, you know, there, let me just say, there was a part of me that said I wasn't going to say I told you. And then I remembered I'm a cancer and I'm petty. So petty for the people will always win. We'll be right back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. We're here to listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for another edition of... Cacophony. (laughs) All right, so today's politician is Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota. He said this at his first town hall of his campaign where he was asked about calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Let's take a listen. The most important thing to me right now is um, the fact that you haven't called for a ceasefire in Gaza. You didn't mention how you feel about the Israeli babies. I want to understand if that empathy is Phillips did not answer voter Atong Chan's follow-up questions on why he's not calling for a ceasefire. Then they debated whether or not she was being, quote, antagonistic. We treat each other in an antagonistic way. We are not going to solve the problems that are facing the country. First of all, I don't think 
And eventually, it turned into a shouting match. I spoke to Chan after the exchange. She told me that she supported Biden in 2020, but isn't sure who to vote for in 2024. I'm a black person. Sitting out would be one of the hardest things for me to ever do. There are people who died for my right to vote. Everyone who's running right now, like they're all not people I would ever want to vote for. The event highlighted the divide in the Democratic Party over the Israel-Gaza war. While many Democrats have expressed that they want an alternative to Biden, it is unclear if Phillips is the candidate they are looking for. Okay, so first of all, it's not a war. It's a genocide, okay? A war would require two countries or at least two actually equally armed uh, sides, and that's simply not the case. Also, the conflict is not between Israel and Hamas, no matter how many times they try and say that, because we're not seeing any Hamasians die. Have we heard any? Uh, has, has, there, has, been, has there been any reports of any Hamases? Gone? Hamas. How about you, is that Hamasian? Is that how you say that? I'm just making things up. But <laughs> so, th- first of all, some of this reporting was annoying me though because they're like it turned into a shouting match and literally was just people being like, "You're <laughs> gaslighting her. You're gaslighting her. You did not answer her question. That's not shouting." Second of all, for him to say that this young lady was antagonistic, it just goes to show how like you really just cannot be black and say things. Like mm. this young lady is so soft spoken. She's literally mm-hmm. crying. Because she wants to vote so bad and hates everybody. (laughs) And they're literally over here like, he's like, you know, when we speak antagonistic, she's like, I'm literally asking you about genocide. Like, what are we talking about? Um, You know, this was really wild to me because this man claims that he's running to challenge Biden. And it's like, well, what makes you think you're different than Biden other than that you just a younger white man? That's it. And for him to respond to her question about ceasefire with are you mourning for Israeli babies is so disingenuous and um, what's the word I'm looking for? It really, to me, felt like just him deflecting with propaganda. I was going to say, I feel like even if Let's just say hypothetically you aren't an empathetic person. You don't care. That's just bad campaign strategy to be like to have a constituent asking you a question. Yes. They want to know this. You'd be like, well, actually, let me ask you a question. Let me oh, ask you a question. What, no. I, yeah. I hate when I ask somebody a question, they ask me a question back, unless it's for clarity about my question. You know what right. I'm saying? But she really was was she, you know, she really was was strong for asking that because mm-hmm. for her, she's like, this is what matters to me as a voter. Right, right. So for him to try and put a question back to her, it's like her response should have been, baby, you're not voting for me. I'm voting for you. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so what are we doing here? What are we doing? The reality is, is that I think we are at a point where there's a lot of people that really would love to have a government that is able to add, to enact a level of compassion for others because they feel like this government right now has zero compassion for its actual mm-hmm. constituencies. Mm-hmm. None. So on state, I don't local, know. federal, our levels. So Dean Phillips of Minnesota, I don't think it's gonna turn out for you, Playboy. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna turn out for you. You also, you're not even fine. You know what I'm saying? Can you play as can you play an instrument? <laughs> Maybe he, he comes out playing though. the xylophone. What'd you say? He probably got merch made already, Amanda, for the run. When he go do a lot of merch for the 2024 campaign. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna send it to Africa. Just like the losers of the Super Bowl. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal show, y'all. 
I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, and we're about to sign on out of here. We had a really full show. We talked about all types of things. More parents deciding to homeschool their kids. Y'all, Mario Lopez, AC Slater, yo, he's a vato, Holmes. And like, I don't think any of us knew that, but we got to hear him code switch. Uh, we also had our own code switching comp- competition. I talked a lot about Israel-Palestine today because it's just really on my heart and it's very, very hard to even pull myself away from talking about it, to talk about other things. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always talking about the blackness, though. And the Congressional Black Caucus is apparently divided over the Biden-Harris administration's response to the genocide that's happening in Palestine. Now, if you miss any part of this show and you want to hear it, you can go check it out, the latest episode of the Amanda Seal Show podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, all right? Remember to stay connected to us on social media at Seal Said It. Keep your calls coming. Keep your comments coming. Call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We are actually talking about our group chat topic of the week. Before you invite your boo over for the holidays, what are some things that you have to tell them? Like any warnings, any like specificities, idiosyncrasies about your family, etc. We want to hear from you. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Now, coming up on Tuesday's show, Beyonce has some Bayhive blessings. We'll also let you vent about voting. So we want to get you to call in 1-855-AMANDA-8. If you live in Ohio... We want to hear from you about what's going on in Ohio. We want to hear from you about, you know, you voted. You voted and overwhelmingly chose to codify uh, codify abortion rights. And these Ohio Republicans are trying to front on y'all. I want to hear what you got to say about that. So hit me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Also, before I go, I just want to shout out all of the folks who are pro-Palestine on college campuses that are being targeted. Um, There's a lot of support for the Jewish students on campus, as there should be. However, there has not only been no support for Palestinian uh, students or or Palestinian supporters, but there's actually been a large number of incidents that are happening and of profiling, etc. And it's really just indicative of the fact that this country is so lost and so distorted that those who are representing the oppressed are being oppressed in a whole other country. I'm seeing Jewish students I'm seeing Jewish students get arrested for anti-Semitism. What? By supporting Palestine. Mm-hmm. 1-855-AMANDA-HL. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back tomorrow. And remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Now more than ever. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.